Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm really excited to talk to you today because I wanted to tell you about an interesting experiment that I did recently. So I found myself alone in the house and decided now's a good time to do an experiment with boredom. I brought this up in a previous podcast episode and I thought, hmm, I should really see what my own relationship with boredom is like. I told myself that I would just sit on the couch and do nothing. No TV, no phone, no people around to talk to, not even a book. And I would just sit and see what came up for me. And I have to tell you, I felt like I was crawling out of my skin. So there was boredom for sure. There was some judgment and guilt around doing nothing. And underneath that, there was some frustration and irritation. And then beneath that, there was some sadness. I sat there with all of that for as long as I could before reaching for my phone. And I got to tell you, it was probably less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And that was me consciously and deliberately choosing boredom. How long do I last when I'm not even conscious of it? Not very long, I would wager. And it's a really fascinating experiment because if you're in a quiet room with nothing to occupy your attention, how long is it before you reach for the phone? I found that it's really helpful to take a look at all this because nothing wastes more of my time than my aversion to boredom. And I've come up with actually five examples of this. So the first one is when I'm avoiding boring tasks. So something seems boring, doing my tax return or reading a legal document or something like that. Naturally, what happens in those situations is I put them off. And what happens when I put off boring tasks, we know that when we procrastinate, it tends to make things pile up and creates a lot of overwhelm and stress. At least it does for me. So then the result of all of that overwhelm and stress doesn't make me any more likely to accomplish the task. And in fact, I'll often put it off to the very last minute and not accomplish it at all. Or if I do, not up to the standard that I had wanted for myself. So that procrastination ends up leading to wasted time and wasted opportunity to actually deliver something that I'm proud of. The second situation where my aversion to boredom can just lead me to waste time is with repetitive things like chores. I'll find myself bringing up groceries from the car. And there's a short stairway that leads up to my kitchen from my garage. And what I'll find is in those moments that I'll think to myself, I really should just try to carry it all, navigate the trunk and the light switches and all of it 
with my arms full of groceries and try to do it in a single trip. As an example, I might want to do because I don't want to waste time making multiple trips. But you might have also experienced this too, where these shortcuts, this multitasking actually leads us to hurt ourselves. <laughs> Maybe I catch my finger in the trunk of the car or I actually drop all of the groceries and I lose something or I'm trying to take a shortcut to work and I end up getting lost. So it ends up taking me longer than I originally had planned. So when we're indulging in these shortcuts, in these quote-unquote efficiencies, what actually ends up happening is they usually take us more time rather than less time. The third situation where my aversion to boredom can create inefficiency is in creating connection. So I'll be in a work-related meeting I want to jump the small talk and just sort of race right to the purpose of the meeting. And in doing that, I lose the opportunity to create connection. But what we know when we actually take a step back and look at it is that you can't rush connection. You can't rush trust. And in fact, when you do, it actually has the opposite effect. The fourth situation where my aversion to boredom actually causes me to take more time is when I try to avoid waiting. So I don't want to arrive early for an appointment. So I leave at the very last moment and I don't leave myself enough time to get there or I don't check the directions. So I end up late and what has happened in the past when I arrive late for an appointment is I've had to reschedule that appointment. And so it actually wastes more time because if I had been early or on time for that appointment, then I wouldn't have had to reschedule it and do it all over again. And the last situation where my aversion to wasted time and boredom can create obstacles for me is when I experience the anxiety of not doing something in a moment or accomplishing something when we're really driven to always be producing and being productive. What can happen is that when we experience a little bit of downtime, we feel a bit anxious in that moment. And so what we'll do is we'll seek out entertainment in order to distract ourselves from that feeling. And then what happens with that is we get sucked into a Netflix show that just puts itself on repeat. And three hours later, we've actually spent more time on the distraction, the entertainment than what was intended. And we end up wasting time. So we do all five of those things, all in the name of efficiency. And we want to avoid wasting time. When I tell myself that I don't want to waste time, what I'm really telling myself is that I don't want to be bored. Because if I think about it intellectually, there is no wasting time in the sense that I'm losing time. Regardless of how I spend my 24 hours, I still have 24 hours. 
when I tell myself that I don't want to waste time, what I'm really afraid of is I don't want to not enjoy my experience of that time. That's what wasted time really means. I tell myself I don't want to waste time, but what I really mean is I don't want to not enjoy my experience of time. But if we want a particular result, we know that things are going to take the amount of time that they need to take. And when I'm trying to skip parts of that because it doesn't feel good, then it just ends up taking longer. It's like this time I decided that I was going to run a 10K race. Leading up to the race, I told myself that I couldn't find the time to train. It just wasn't a priority for me. Well, come the day of the race, I decided I was going to do it anyway. I wanted the result of having run the race. I wanted the experience of running the race. But I didn't make time for the training that comes with it. And what ended up happening is that I injured myself in that race because I hadn't trained properly for it. And I wasn't able to resume running again for three months afterwards. If I had just trained for the race, then I would have saved myself the injury and the three-month recovery time. But that's the problem with these human brains of ours, is that we want the result, but we don't want the boring training and maintenance associated with the result. Now let's for a moment imagine that I enjoyed taking the groceries into the house. (laughs) What if that was really fun for me? Or what if there was some value in making multiple trips for me? Perhaps I viewed it as an opportunity of some sort, maybe strength training in terms of like lifting the groceries or fitness in terms of going up and down the stairs, or maybe even an opportunity to strengthen my relationship with boredom. Believing that more trips was benefiting me in some way would then make it much more likely that I would have no problem making multiple trips. But of course, when I'm in a hurry and telling myself that I don't have time and I need to rush and do the next thing, it doesn't even occur to me to look for the value in making multiple trips. And here's what I'd like to offer as an alternative perspective. What if the doing of the task were as enjoyable or even more enjoyable than the result of that task? What if boredom were really an opportunity rather than something to be avoided at all costs? And so here's what I've come up with in terms of thinking about boredom. I now like to think about boredom as an opportunity for three different things. So the first one is an opportunity to get to know myself better. I often talk about getting to know myself better by listening to the emotional messages that are being delivered to me. However, if I never get quiet enough to listen, I never get the chance to hear and understand the message. And instead, it just bubbles around below the surface, feeding into this misguided notion that I have that I must be busy all the time, that feelings are bad. So boredom is actually an opportunity to listen and understand my own wants, needs, and boundaries. The second opportunity for boredom is to think and explore other options. 
I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people who complain that they just rush from meeting to meeting, task to task, and they can never find the time to just think and reflect. And what I'll often offer is that we can make time for ourselves to think. We can carve that time out for ourselves. But there's also the opportunity every time you're on the verge of boredom, you can seize that as your opportunity to give yourself some time to think and reflect. We know that evolution and growth requires us to reflect and learn from our past experiences. And there is no opportunity for learning when we don't reflect. And that's when we find ourselves doing the same old thing, the same old way and expecting a different result. Whereas boredom gives us that space we need to reflect and learn and support our growth to support our evolution. And finally, the third opportunity for boredom is that it creates the space that I need for the creative muse to show up. So have you ever noticed that some of your best ideas come while you're in the shower or driving or just before you fall asleep? It's because you've given your brain permission in those situations to just wander. It's not tasked with doing anything. It's not tasked with solving the next problem or getting through this task so that you can start another. It's just completely free to explore and ideate. That space can't come when you're constantly focused on accomplishing and what's coming up next. So those are the three opportunities for boredom you could play with. The first one was listening to the emotional messages being offered. The second was to use the opportunity to think and reflect and explore other options. And the last one is use the space created by boredom to allow the creative muse to show up. So the next time you catch yourself thinking, I don't want to waste time, or this is a waste of time, use it as an opportunity to listen deeper understand more, and ideate freely. Let your mind wander and luxuriate in the experience of just being with you. You are definitely someone worthy of your own attention. Take care, everyone.